This podcast explores explicit and adult-themed content. If discussions of sex or male bondage offend you, or if you are under the age of 18, you should not continue listening to this episode or future episodes of The Bondage Gaze. By continuing to listen, you acknowledge that you are at least 18 years old and aren't offended by discussions of male bondage, sex, pornography, or other kinds of content with sexual themes. Hey guys, welcome back to The Bondage Gaze. I'm Sammy. And I'm Nat. And today, we've got two for the price of one. We're joined by Chrissy and Ian. Hey guys. How you going? Good, good. Doing well. Happy to be here. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, where have people seen you in the kink world? Uh, So, most importantly, Twitter. And then from there, you can definitely check out our OnlyFans and Just for Fans. And we also did a photo shoot for Bound Guys. So, if you go on boundguys.com, you can find us there. His Twitter is Ian underscore Amorous. And then on Twitter, I'm uh, Chrissy Cakes One. And then I also have an Instagram as well, which if it doesn't get deleted, that <laughs> again, <laughs> again, the third time, that's Chrissy Cakes Two, I believe, so with an underscore. So mm-hmm. I've met a lot of cool kink people more on Instagram than Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram's a lot more social than Twitter is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twitter's just a lot of reposting and more the sexual content that we've done. But as far as actual meeting people like you guys, to talk about our different kinks and fetishes that's definitely been instagram which is you know really great way to meet people around the world so hoping that does not get deleted <laughs> yeah like i remember when we met in person like yeah it's like and then uh, and then and then yeah oddly enough like i think a little after that meetup is when your account kept getting deleted and you made another one and it would get deleted. like i feel like i've seen like a few people go through those cycles where they just keep like making a new page and then getting deleted again and shit and uh yeah it's like i mean because we were mostly just talking talking on Instagram and yeah I'm not sure who reached out to who when uh, you came to Chicago but uh, yeah like I mean it was a lot of fun uh, meeting and playing with you guys yeah it was, it was a blast it was fun yeah mm-hmm. so pictures from that meeting are on my Instagram I think yours too you did some nice rope work on me I wanted to display that though mm-hmm. that was fun to get out to Chicago again <laughs> so regardless of what happens their social media handles will be tagged in the Instagram awesome so hopefully it hasn't changed but if it has check out our Instagram page to find Chrissy and Ian. Yeah, and also getting back to like those videos, like I well, I, I really liked that that Ian was recording while I was tying you up because like that's like you know one of the few video like one of the few things of me like tying someone up on video because usually it's just me and one other person, and so I'm usually not filming anything because I'm too busy tying somebody up. Like yeah, it's like it, it was cool to actually just have that on video. Yeah, yeah, it looks it, it's cool to see the whole progression of the bondage. Yeah, and just see the rope work and how it all comes together yeah yeah and just the natural behind the scenes kind of footage where no one's stiff or trying to pose everyone's just in the moment and mm-hmm. relax it's i feel like that's always the best yeah do you find that people request the behind the scenes footage with the content you make here and there i always try to like if we've done a video and one of us took some pictures during it or had a separate video going post that as well just to give the different angles or behind the scenes photos mm-hmm. we had a lot of those because we did the 
about 10 shoots with sound guys. And then there were a lot of behind the scenes pictures. And it seems like people really do like to yeah. kind of see what actually is going on and how it looks. And like mm-hmm. Ian said, the progression of the rope work and the scene. So it does seem like there's a lot of interest in that. And also the outtakes and the bloopers too. <laughs> Some people really like that part because, you know, sometimes things happen or you drop something or just something doesn't work out the way you're planning it. So you have to cut and then start right. again. Some people do request those outtakes because they, I guess they just like the realness of it. Yeah. It's just not this finished product where you just have somebody tied up. You get to see everything that goes into the into the process. And then from the time that like Ian tied both of us up back to back, a lot of people would always say things about like my gag for that because oh my God. I, unlike a lot of people, like can like really like, I guess since I stuff my mouth so much, I can really like relax my jaw. And because like how my mouth was like basically open like Mm -hmm. even though he kept adding layers and shit and people were always like oh my god you look like so uncomfortable or something and i was like i I mean it wasn't bad like (laughs) i mean i could see how yeah like how just visually that does look a little like yeah like something was wrong or something yeah and i had no idea what was going on behind me so when i saw the stuff afterwards i was like oh my god that looks like that was like the most painful guy (laughs) but i know i remember checking in with you and you said everything was good so that's why i just kept going with it yeah it's like well i was really muffled so yeah so i liked it oh, no. all right um so uh what are your fetishes Ooh. for anyone who does follow me you probably already know mine i've always been very drawn to hand gagging that's my number one fetish and times when it could really be the only thing that is really turning me on that i want to do is that's the porn i look at that's the sites that i like to follow and different accounts so that's my big one yeah. and then gags also like all different gags but um mm-hmm. just simple barehanded gags that's my number one yeah i would say mine is definitely rope work and that's something i would like to become more proficient at and better and you know take a class or classes and learn from people who have been doing it for a while like when we went when we did the shoot for bound guys i was really impressed with how he was able to tie us up so well and it was comfortable but it, and it looked really we looked really restrained and we looked like we were uncomfortable but we weren't and it just just the process itself felt really good so i've i've learned to really enjoy the the rope work aspect of everything a lot more. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, like just for people who run those kinds of sites, it's like, I feel like you do need to know how to get like good and fast, like with it, especially if you're tying up several people for one shoot, like and everything, like, because yeah, it's like, I mean, because for, um, I just started editing pictures from like a group kind of meetup I did where like, I basically tied up about like six guys or something like that. And yeah, like, I mean, my, the quality of my rope work, like just really just went down (laughs) after a while because I was just like okay I'm just fucking doing this for the shoot like I don't I don't really care and then the other thing was a safety thing of like okay I don't want like everybody helpless in case I don't know anything happens to me or something yeah you know to be able to tie up multiple people at once and keep up the quality like that is a fucking skill Mm -hmm. and I think that's something people don't really think about there's a difference when you're doing it for a shoot and when you're doing it for fun right because when you're doing it for a shoot I'm sure it's the same for you guys you go for appearance Mm-hmm. not practicality yeah it might be really fucking uncomfortable or it might be even cutting off your circulation but it looks good yeah. right yes and then yeah just learning how to do it and i like to give pleasure so i know i've I learned that you're doing something for a shoot and then you're doing something for pleasure and trying to find that that middle ground that's what looks the best and i feel like that's what when we've had the most the best response from people is that when it looks more natural okay making it look good for the camera but like i know chris loves being gagged 
So the more I gag him, the more excited he gets, the more excited I get, the better it looks, it comes across on film. So yeah, that's something that I'm trying to learn how to do to make it something that's fun. That's not just a job. Yeah. Because again, when we did the bound guy shoot, we were there for two days, three days, all day long. And it was like being, you know, it was cold and we were hungry. <laughs> we were tired. You had to dress up. You know, I think I threw Chris on the ground a little too hard in one of the things. <laughs> so yeah, we went home feeling very beat up. It was a lot. Yeah, it was to, a lot. To all these multiple sessions in the two days to cram in. I was yeah. like, I had rope burns, my yeah. back hurt. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Rich, he was really excited to have us there. So he just was like, had all these ideas and oh, let's do this. Then we'll do this scene and this scene. After a while, it was it was a lot. Like, it felt really beat up after that trip. <laughs> okay, I'm terrible for asking this, but Chris, how many times have you brought up since? Hey, Ian, remember that time you threw me onto the ground too hard? Or? <laughs> yes, a lot. He had, after that happened, he bring that up for a couple weeks after that like it hurt yeah. like he had me tied up and he was supposed to just kind of like lower me to the ground but he just like pulled my feet away so i just <laughs> slammed and like i'm a tall guy so it was just, yeah like, I, like, Ow. I kind of like <laughs> put, i swept the feet a little too hard and throw them down <laughs> so <laughs> yeah he gave me shit for that for a little while so <laughs> well no it's like well what was funny is that kind of um that kind of reminded me of i mean it's different when it's someone you're in a relationship <laughs> like with because you see that person every day and so you can bring it up every day or something but I remember kind of joking about that like I, I, I didn't get that banged up or anything when I did a ropes and whatnot shoot but I mean I got like I, I remember getting like real like real like rope burn like basically like a harness like on me of a rope burn and I, I don't even think he tied it that tight I think it was just the type of rope that was just kind of scratchy and itchy that um, sort of did that and then yeah it's like I remember just like making the joke of he's a, he's a different man when he drinks <laughs> i've had a few mishaps while i'm filming we were doing like a pretend hypno video where i broke free of the hypnosis and then he's trying to hypnotize me again and he pushes me down on the ground and my head you can fucking hear it in the video my head just smacked on the ground really hard we kept it in. You could even see him, like, for a second, like, stop, like, oh, shit, what do I do? But then he kept going. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> That's even worse than mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there was that, and there was one time. He's tackling me to the ground. It was like I just put up no resistance. I fucking just folded like paper, and I've just gone whack. <laughs> the dangerous business we're in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Ian, I hope that makes you feel a little less bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, don't say that to him. <laughs> I'll do it again. Yeah, and then another thing I want to say about, like, with tying up multiple guys is the fun thing is like I guess when there's different quality of ties for everybody so certain people could just get out immediately but others can't and then usually the ones that can't are the ones that like get played with and everything like that like that has happened for most group settings that for most group settings that I've been in like where where multiple people are tied up one of the times I was the only one that couldn't get out Mm -hmm. you had your own team bitch moment (laughs) (laughs) have to have a safe word just in case or mm. a movement or something yeah. <laughs> if it's too much yeah definitely don't really want to hurt somebody but it happens <laughs> well it shouldn't it happens <laughs> i'd be interesting to play in a group setting to see if i'd be the one getting out because when my husband ties me i can pretty much always escape unless my hands are fisted yeah mm-hmm. but i remember hearing about some group session these guys were having a couple of years ago one of the guys got out got bored and started fucking untying all the other guys they what didn't want to be untied he just was like no well i've had enough so fuck the rest of you oh i guess he was done <laughs> <Wow>. selfish <laughs> yeah like he wasn't even the dom in the situation he was one of the subs he 
he got himself untied and then was letting other people out. Like, what a dick. Where was the dom on that one? <laughs> I'm not sure. I heard, look, I've heard this story secondhand, but. Yeah, it would tackle them. <laughs> but yeah, it's like when that happened with me, it was when we did our military shoot. Like, like for, su- for some reason, well, okay, two guys were hogtied. So I think, you know, I think they were kind of the priority of like, okay, like they're uncomfortable and they've been like this for a little while. And plus for the video we did, you know, like everybody kind of had to struggle and shit for like a minute or so. And so like the guys that were hogtied were pretty much done. I think one was able to get out himself and the other one needed help out because yeah, it's like he was just like uncomfortable, a really strict hogtie. And then yeah, then the other ones were just able to get out like themselves. And just for some reason, the way I was tied to the chair, like I just like couldn't. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, so I was like the last to be untied. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was fun. Some guys really like being tied up. They just like being left there. If it hurts that sometimes they want it to hurt, you're doing something for somebody that they've only dreamed of doing yeah and you know sometimes it's a pain, more painful or more scary i guess you yeah. leave it it's it's more fulfilling like i know when we when i tied you and chris together i remember checking in with you afterwards and you were like that was such an amazing oh, yeah. experience to be tied back to back to somebody like that yeah and i remember just seeing how how excited you were about that about that whole situation <laughs> yeah it's like that must have been the first time that yeah like i think that was the first time i was tied back to back with somebody mm-hmm. yeah and it looked great a lot of fun for me have you guys ever been tied up back to back to someone and shared like a gag like a tape gag yeah, yeah they went mm-hmm. around both of yeah, them yeah i tied them both <laughs> together to their heads together i thought i'd seen that but i couldn't remember for sure yeah <laughs> that was one of my fantasies for years but then when i actually tried it ben i'm sorry i love you but it wasn't that good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm fine with it like I, I kind of like that lack of like mobility and stuff with it mm-hmm. i've also had a few back to back gags now at this point oh yeah nice uh yeah well a little after uh we met some some guy tied me and my boyfriend up and we had a back-to-back rope gag that was also pretty fun nice i gotta say it wasn't terrible just something that i'd fantasized about for years mm. when i actually put it into practice i'm like oh it would it looks good it looks great sure but it's not as exciting as I thought. I think it would have been so much hotter if we just had our own separate wraparound tape gags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I tried it. I think we've been tied back to back before. Unbound guys. Somebody unbound, yeah. But we're just, we have a height difference, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think <laughs> he different. shared a gag with us, I think. <laughs> yeah. We had separate. But he really liked using duct tape, like the like actual real duct tape for gagging us all day. My lips were so, like, peeled apart the next day. I was like, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. like, please don't do any more duct tape. Like, any other gag, but yeah. I, I can't. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, what do you mean by actual real duct tape? Like industrial strength? Like industrial heavy glue. Like it's like pulling out all your hairs and stuff like that. So. He had little bits of his beard missing from it after. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've definitely found other tape that's a little bit easier to come off and easier to manipulate than just this that heavy duty like plumber's tape. But was it effective? It's effective. It's definitely effective. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting out of that, but it's a bitch to get off. Yeah, it's like well, Ian, like I remember you lo- really liking my vinyl tape, like that that white tape that I had that has that like kind of scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the tape that you brought was great, and it wasn't so like heavy duty, sticky. Where it was taking skin off, it was mm-hmm. effective, and you put off carefully. But it- my favorite tapes are like that. Like they're like they look good, they work, and they're also good for the skin and hair. And sure, yeah. Now we have a couple videos that we've done where we found this. It's like a PVC tape, and it sounds really good. And it's it's like a black. It looks like black latex. 
and it goes on real nice, especially with having facial hair, it goes on really nice and it looks really cool. And again, the sound when you when you open it up, it makes that nice that like sound. So yeah, definitely play with that a lot. <laughs> I think Chris answered the last question first. So we'll hit Ian with this one first. Okay. What made you realize you were kinky? Actually being with Chris. Because <laughs> I, you know, I I've, I've dabbled in kink and fetish in the past, but actually being with somebody where that's he, Chris enjoys kink and fetish sometimes more than the actual sex. So again, me being somebody who wants to please somebody, the fact that he got into it so much kind of opened the door for me to get into it and open up parts of me that I didn't know that I was I was really into. So I've always been more dominant in sexual situations, but being able to really express it with somebody who I'm who's totally comfortable with it and allows me to be comfortable, that really opened the door for, for me. That was when I first realized that I enjoy this this kink stuff, you know, and it's not just the lead up to the actual sex act. It can be just that. And he's receiving more pleasure from being gagged and tied up than anything sexual. So that was eye opening for me. And again, to be able to give him that in turn makes me gets me off more. So that's awesome. And it sounds like you've both been spoiled with having someone that is so in tune to what you like. Mm -hmm. My husband actually jokes about that because obviously I like being tied up, bit of slapping around spied. Mm -hmm. He said that before. He's like, oh, we'll break up and I'll get a new boyfriend and I'll just be slapping him around because that's what I'm used to. Yeah. <laughs> In a non-abusive situation, guys, it's all for fun. <laughs> yeah. So how long have you two been together? Officially two years. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. But we've known each other before that, since we were officially a couple. The dynamic and the charisma between the two of you is so great. I assumed, I was expecting you to say like, oh, 10 years. <laughs> so a lot of people say that. And people say that we seem like we've been together for like 10 years or so. <laughs> but no, it hasn't been, it hasn't been that long. Mm -hmm. No, no. Well, that's great. Yeah. So what about you, Chris? I don't think I realized that like the hand over mouth fetish was really like a fetish or a thing. I just knew that I liked it and I would try to find movies or shows where those scenes were happening and I would just watch those. And then as I got older and got online and found websites like Captured Guys and Bound Guys, I was like, oh, I think one of those sites mentioned the word hand gags and I was like, oh, there's a name for it. Like it's a thing and other people are talking about it too. I was like, oh, I just thought that was me. Like I just thought it was my little own weird thing. And then I realized, oh, okay, no, I like this kinky stuff like I found the bound it was bound and gag magazine that was the big one that I stumbled across the website first I think and I realized oh other people are talking about different kinds of gags that's a whole thing so I guess really my whole life but it wasn't until I found the communities I realized it was an actual thing yeah. so no I remember when we first got together and when we first started dating and you know Chris started to let me into this world of his and he was really kind of ambivalent about telling me about you know I have this thing it's like this kind of this weird fetish thing and I was like oh boy what is this gonna be you know what am I he's like oh I just really I love it when people put their hand over my mouth and I was like okay I can deal with like that's so we're not getting anything too like crazy and I was like it actually was obvious I was like wait that's it like that's do so you just want me to put my hand over your mouth and he's like no don't think I'm weird like it's so good. I'm like really that's really not okay if that's what if that's your thing I got you so and it does it really excites him so I know once if you're laying down I know if I creep my hand over his face and just kind of put my hand over his mouth that's like my way of saying you know like hey let's get this you know <laughs> that's the on button right there i love that mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I love that you said, put your hand over my mouth. I think it was Jordan we were having this discussion and he's saying he finds it awkward asking guys, can you hand gag me? And I'm like, no, you just got to think about the terminology. If you say to a vanilla guy, hand gag me, they're going to be like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. But if you just say to him, put your hand over my mouth, they're like, oh yeah, sure, no worries, that's hot. <laughs> and it was actually really cool on our Twitter, the one video that really did super big, someone actually took it and made a little smaller thing instead mm-hmm. of the scene where I'm covering his mouth and I'm jerking him off and he's like exploding. The amount of people that have reposted it or commented under like, oh, that's my favorite way to be touched or to get off or I love hand over mouth play. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, seems like a lot of people enjoy that too, but maybe don't realize that's like a whole actual yeah. fetish right there. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gave me a little more courage for hooking up or for exploring or playing to be like, oh, can you just put your hand over my mouth while you're doing that to me? Or then yeah. if I approach it that way, it's not as, because I said hand gag to somebody once and they put their like fingers in my mouth to like start jamming down my throat. I was like, oh, no, I don't like that. That's not what I meant. So I was yeah. like, I need to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it makes sense. The head. I was like, oh, no, I don't like that. Yeah. And I didn't realize, you know, I put my hand over people's mouths just to either sometimes keep them quiet or just because if you're from behind, you know, if you're fucking somebody from behind, you just put your hand over their mouth and hold them. And I just always thought that I didn't realize there was a name for it. Like it was a thing. Yeah. And again, that video that Chris was talking about, that's by far done the best right by anything else that we've put out there is you know he's hand gagging me and that like that's done the best out of everything we've put out so yeah he's had co-workers we've had friends be like co-workers oh, i stumbled that. upon this video on twitter and it looks like you too and i'm like oh mm-hmm. it probably is so yeah work for you very, don't have to watch that <laughs> yeah work for an lgbtq agency and so and it was a very sex positive place so people could talk about porn and blowjobs and different types of loot like that was just conversation in the lunchroom at this place and they are like we found a video that looks just like you and they called me what were they calling me hush and squirt and i was like what are you, what are you talking about like they did find it that really that is that video mm-hmm. but that's okay so were you aware of sites like captured guys bound guys before you met chris uh i didn't follow bound guys or anything i i used to follow Pinkman because i thought that was really cool to, especially when they would get big name porn stars and they would tie them up and you know they would put stuff in their ass and you know tie them up and do all these crazy things i that i that i was aware of and that i always thought was really hot but bound guys and things like that was no that wasn't something i picked up on fair enough yeah and then with what chris was saying about bound and gagged is because i think my boyfriend probably brought up that like bound and gagged was probably one of the first like of you know like an, an official porn site to address hand gags to like actually like acknowledge that as a thing and include that in their content mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's weird because it seems so natural for like anything you see now anything bondage related there's gonna be some kind of hand gag or something but like to think that there was a time where i guess people didn't really do that or focus on that or anything yeah we did a photo shoot with a guy early on and uh he didn't really he wasn't aware of the hand gag world i guess (laughs) until we started saying you know we want to can you shoot this and this and he started to get really into it so uh, just as the photographer he did a lot of stills for us and he really enjoyed it like I could he was saying you and I could tell he was starting to enjoy <laughs> taking those pictures but yeah it's something that people are they don't know that it's a thing they don't know that that's there's like an actual name for it and people that you know I guess you know everyone knows about spanking and feet and leather and you know it's I guess it's not as deviant anymore and then also I think I don't know there's just something about like fetishes for like parts of the body that are different from like fetishes for like other things hmm. so it's like even though ha- hand gagging is speci- it is key 
kinky. It is like a specific fetish. People just don't really think of it because it's, it's you know, it's different than like, you know, ball gags or like having something stuffed in your mouth or duct tape or something like that. Like, mm -hmm. because it's literally just using the body for that. Yeah. And sometimes just using a like a bandana, that's hot right there. And that's, you know, what, a $2 item that you can find anywhere in all these colors and you just do it in all different ways. And it, it looks hot and it's easy to, to manipulate. And it's just easy to take off. It's not like as involved as tape or rope and you know you can just do a, a knot either you know in the mouth or over and it just it's a it's a it's a good tool to have have it in all my bags it's a bit of a double-edged sword though i guess because like you guys just said it doesn't get the representation that other gags get or other fetishes get yeah but it's a fetish that can kind of hide in plain sight mm -hmm. because again you hair gag guys unless you're doing it all the time they're not really going to be thinking of it as oh you dirty bastard yeah right it's just something that is done in the moment no that's true it's, it's not as weird i guess you know no, you see it in public people mm -hmm. do it to friends and that's the only experience i really had growing up with it was like oh if i just talk a lot around my guy friends like maybe one of them will put their hand over my mouth that would be like please somebody <laughs> <laughs> which if i pulled out like a ball gag they'd be like oh no that's <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen mm -hmm. so. so something that i remember now it's i think one of the first times i started acknowledging hand gags is more of a thing was like when tumblr was like the the dominant like porn social media thing out there there were pages that were dedicated to like gifts of basically guys being fucked and then their mouths being covered like i remember there was a page where it was nothing but that it wasn't you know the guys wouldn't even be tied up most of the times it was usually just like regular gay porn but the model just just happened to get his mouth covered i'm sure i followed all of those pages too on tumblr <laughs> but that's another thing though too like you could be on a regular gay porn site and see hand gagging done so there's times when i've stumbled upon that and then subscribed to something just because i know there's a video i want to watch that has a few scenes like that no bondage but mm -hmm. someone's getting their mouth covered so and you recognize some of these actors like i sometimes recognize like the porn actors you know the, the big name guys the, the fuck guys but he knows guys from the bondage world from like years ago mm -hmm. and he can recall names and when we worked with bound guys you know he's like oh where's this guy been and where's whatever joe or whoever you know <laughs> like i remember watching him when i was 18 and you know that was a long time ago so it really was not a long time ago <laughs> so he's been in this world for a while so i just i just didn't realize it would had such a following that, that that was such a thing <laughs> like you could recall the names of, of stars and people that you saw some of the pages that were dedicated to hand gagging would also just feature stills or clips from movies or tvs that would just look like a normal non-sexual non-bondage scene but it had some really you can be like oh i love that actor i want to see them hand gagging someone so mm -hmm. i found them <laughs> <laughs> you might want to send each other out of the room so you can answer this but i'm curious how often do either of you guys act ready in the hopes that you'll either at the very least get hand gagged or completely tied up and gagged do you ever just think oh i'm just going to annoy the other person just so i get tied up well something like i said before if we're laying in bed or something i'll just i know i can just creep my hand over and that's telling him that i'm you know i'm ready to do something <laughs> or if we get you know some a new toy or just something some rope he'll ask for it you mind just tying me up for a few minutes sure absolutely if i ask he'll come running so okay mm -hmm. he's always ready. i never really always ready. Ready. Like, yeah <laughs> okay so you don't have a husband that's got his head in a video game so you have to just be really annoying in the hopes that you'll get it 
Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm really easy with it. So <laughs> I'm probably the one that's more like, no, but I'm cooking dinner or I just want to watch my show or just like, yeah, stop touching me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In defense of my husband, he will do it if I ask for it. I just don't want to have to ask for it. Ah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, because it's like with my boyfriend, it's funny because I feel like earlier in the relationship, he, he would kind of do something like that, like sort of. Like, I don't know. I felt like we were a lot friskier in those earlier months, but like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like if I'd annoy him today, he probably wouldn't think to impulsively do that. Like, and I also don't think I'd do that to him, but unless it was premeditated somehow, but yeah, like. No, we still get it going. You know, sometimes you still have to ask, you know, annoy him for it, but it comes around. It works. <laughs> so what's your favorite kind of kink content? Mine is definitely hand gag, so. Mm-hmm. What? No. no I know. <laughs> so predictable. But then there's times when you start scrolling and you see it, it's really based on if I see gags. If I see rope work and stuff, I still appreciate it. It's very intricate and cool and hot, but it feels just for me incomplete without gags involved in the scene. So it's really when I see the gags being used, that's what my focus goes yeah. to. Like what avenues do you typically seek out to like find, you know, I don't know, stuff that you might like or tr- tr- try to find new stuff? I mean, I do a lot. I go on this bit. I go on Instagram. Instagram has a lot of what I look for and then even Twitter sometimes. And then, you know, tried and shoot classics, you know, found guys, captured guys still. Uh, one of my favorites, probably the favorite one that I've ever discovered was the Bondage Man Brazil page. Uh, like his models doing the hand gagging, there's a lot of bad, cool scenes. So that's probably one of my all time favorites. So that's usually my tried and true yeah. <laughs> route of looking things up. Mm-hmm. Do you guys post any of your content on this feed? I have. Okay. And you haven't had any issues with that? Mm-mm. I post like little trial clips. So if you're going to, like, if you wanted to use that sammy like i put the link to the page on the actual video not in the description because that would get flagged i think because mm, i noticed in the terms of service posting only fans videos will get you immediately banned um, mm. and i've been thinking well what if i'm posting my own stuff and i could never get some clarification on it so i want to make a this bit account because selfishly there are so many hot videos that are private and i'm like people would befriend me if i'm putting my own content on there but i don't want to get instantly banned and one of my friends slash subscribers actually messaged me and they're like hey do you mind if I put a couple of your videos on this vid sure go for it and then a few months later he's like oh my god like I thought you were okay with it I'm so sorry because this vid took them down he thought I was behind it I'm like no like oh wow yeah oh I would say post the raw video not like from OnlyFans if it has the watermark like OnlyFans logo on it because if it's just your actual video I think that's fine and I don't put like the URL I just reference it like full video go to my page and kind of a thing but yeah there's a lot of good stuff on this bit. I follow a lot of hand gag accounts on there. <laughs> about try that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I went through a phase on this vid like about a year ago and I was like obsessed with it for like a day. I found so many videos and stuff and then I just never went back. Mm. Yeah, they are making it a little more complicated to post some of these things now. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it is good that there are some some precautions because I don't want to be part of anything that, you know, if there's somebody who's not willing to be there or underage or anything you know, like that. So I do understand the precautions that some of these sites take it, it's just frustrating and it's annoying because they take things down and it's like how much more can we you know you, especially with us you see us in videos all the time you know we're definitely willing and you know we're old enough so <laughs> it's just frustrating yeah I find that you've seen my videos they're full of disclaimers mm. I've got on my profile like the person title is the one posting editing and doing all that shit right. they've planned the whole thing so how much more can I give you to show it 
is 100% consensual and yet they still fucking take shit down yeah oh my god that even reminds me like today so I guess apparently something that Mr. Christopher posted I think a few days ago got deleted and then I well I think his whole account or something got deleted because of a post and then he came back today and then even like said something about like he's not gonna post any more like bondage things like that or anything on Instagram because yeah this is on Instagram because yeah it's like because I, I think the excuse they're they're doing is that it could possibly be human trafficking or something like that but yeah it's like I mean I know that's a legit issue but I feel like that's just kind of an excuse they're using yeah if you see the same guys in the similar situations all the time they're obviously willing they're in this world that they're right they're actors for this for this fetish right. so but it's what it is yeah Ian what about your favorite kind of kicky content uh like I said I definitely like edging I think edging and like uh, rope work and edging that I really enjoy and I like I think I shared I enjoyed watching that even before I met Chris so that's probably my favorite I like I like the sex stuff too yeah. I feel I like, like edging has kind of become like the crossover between bondage and sex like a lot of mm -hmm. just porn stars or people they've done these edging things it's kind of brought the two worlds together it's like oh that's a cool way to kind of true explore and play and be a little bit mm -hmm. kinky but not just kinky so it's kind of that like middle ground of, right it's not super hardcore either it's mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's funny because it well it makes me number one think of men on edge because obviously it's like you know it, it's bondage but it's also focused on edging and then the other thing is like i feel like for like people who are like vanilla who don't really like bondage that much they might have encountered men on edge or anything from king.com yeah somewhere and i feel like it's because it's a such high production value and it's just so pretty and polished and everything that it's just more approachable them or something yeah it's a nice gateway a nice gateway <laughs> drug into it <laughs> yeah i quite like men on edge i mean i'll usually watch like the opening scene if there's a tape gag and then once the tape's gone so am i <laughs> i always like they did the bound in public series alive and it's always a ton of hand gagging in the beginning and then once they were super tied up and it would get a little more hardcore i would just kind of fast forward through like is there more hand gagging or what's happening in this but the initial like takedowns and kind of the yeah. fantasy kidnap scenarios i always thought were you know these are hot men grabbing one guy like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, Sebastian Keys? Oh, dreamboat. Yeah. <laughs> my big one was Connor McGuire. Oh, I love him too. Connor McGuire, Trenton Ducati. Then there oh, was yeah. one other two that mm -hmm. I would always actively, and like when I'd finally see like Connor McGuire started doing a lot of hand guiding, I was like, oh, well, I have to subscribe to this website. This is. Yeah. <laughs> I do love, I don't think I've ever seen Connor in a tape gag, but I love when he's the cop and I think it's his underwear. They nod it and he gets that as a cleave gag. That's fucking hot <laughs> I haven't seen him do anything in a long time mm. no I guess like all of us you do it for so long and then it just becomes time to move on yeah yeah. it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to do, to do it yeah so I picked on Ian first last time so we'll go for Chris what are your most dominant traits it's actually a funny question for me because I never considered myself to really even have a dominant side and <laughs> but I was always the one asking guys to do anything more like hand over mouth or like a kidnap kind of a scene on me or just even to top me so mm -hmm. you know with Ian being the first person I really explored all of this a lot when I started like we would just kind of switch like okay well you tried and I realized oh I really do like 
Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize I had a dominant side. It just kind of comes out. So when I've had a lot of guys ask me to do that to them and we've had some interactions and scenes and they were a lot of, I had a lot of fun. It came very natural to me to yeah. just kind of, I guess maybe the fantasy of what I would like done to me. I just kind of reverse it and then you're in control and you can make that scene actually happen when you're the one who's being dominant, you dictate how everything happens. Mm-hmm. So it, that kind of was a surprise to me. It was like, Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know if it's cause I'm getting older now. Like mm-hmm. the guys are calling me daddy. So maybe that's <laughs> making it happen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I've definitely seen Chris when I first met him, he was always in the more submissive role. I was always dominant, but then like we would flip, we would, you know, I would ask for things and I would be more in the sub position, but then when we would introduce other guys and he was the dom, he really started to feel himself. Like you could tell he was really starting to discover the side of him. So it's not as taboo for him, I'm assuming, anymore to be more of the aggressor. And he's very vocal too. Like some of the stuff he says, it's very, very <laughs> yeah. I always thought I was shy. So I was yeah. like, wow, it's a side of me that just, mm-hmm. just really came out. So. Yeah. No, it looks great too. It's super hot. Hey, it's the quiet ones you need to watch. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as someone who is quiet, I could say that it's very true. <laughs> my mother-in-law used to always say that about me. <laughs> and then she got on my bad side and... <laughs> I love her. She loves me, but yeah. <laughs> you don't fuck with someone who's quiet because nobody plots murder out loud. <laughs> We're thinking it all over very carefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I mean, I really like that idea of, yeah, it's like of your dominance kind of coming from, in a way, like sort of like being a director of something. Like you want to do a specific thing. You want it to look a certain way, kind of do it, doing that because I feel like a lot of that is really like a lot of where my dominance comes from of like, okay, I want to do a scene that looks like this and you know and I want to do it this way and whatever and because if you do that as a sub then you're kind of putting all of that vision and everything into somebody else's hands and then it might not come out the way you like it and so it's really just being a control freak <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah a little bit that might be it for me too <laughs> what do you most like about dominance in other people than Chris hmm. I guess it depends on where your mindset is in the moment but someone who's assertive and you're finding attractive and they're just kind of taking control and knowing how to handle you and give you pleasure, but you're kind of under their control. There's something a little scary, a little hot about it. You're vulnerable to what they're doing. But if it's done correctly and consensually, of course, I don't know, it's just hot. I always find guys that are a little more dominant and a little more take charge. Like that's just a quality that turns me on, I guess. So I think that's just just knowing how to give you what you want without you maybe even telling them to. (laughs) They're taking control of the situation in a way that's working for you. Oh yeah, fucking nice. Right? Which is Australian for for sure. Every time I say that to an American, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think that one will resonate with a lot of listeners. As a sub, you don't want to have to tell the Dom what to do. Right. Mm. You want them to just read your mind in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, and then with him saying that, it's like, it reminds me of like, in my 20s, I did not see myself as like dominant at all. But then I started playing more and then you just meet more submissive guys. And it's like, okay, I guess I am kind of dominant. <laughs> like yeah. When we flip it and then when I take more of the submissive role, I can relate to that because I'm usually in the dominant role but there's also something very freeing about being in a submissive role because you assume that the person who's being dominant knows what you want Yeah. and there's that freeing aspect where you just let it go Yeah. you let go and you let somebody else take over and they're doing everything that you would be asking for anyway and I think that's the, for, in my perspective what people, what being, what's so great about being a sub at certain points but yeah, yeah I agree because it's not 
just that some guy is doing what he wants to me because I've had interactions yeah. where I'm like, oh, well, first of all, you're hurting me. Second of all, yeah. I said I didn't want to do this and you're doing it anyway. That's not, that's not dumb. That's just being, for me, that's just not working. So it's yeah. when they're respectful, they know the boundaries, but they're maybe even giving you something you didn't realize that you wanted, but they're in control of the scene and just it's yeah. hot quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not dumbing. That's assault. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right. Like they're just bullying you to get what they want right. when they know you don't. So it's like, some people mistake those two things you know being dominant and just right being an aggressor like that i think some people get their own shit off by being in those situations where it's you know oh i get to slap somebody and it's all in the name of role playing or you know feeding my dom side or whatever but it's like no you just you just want to hit somebody you know <laughs> you're pissed off about whatever and you're just right. trying to get your shit off mm-hmm. on somebody else yeah well look if you're doing it to a willing participant it's mm-hmm. better than doing it to an unwilling participant <laughs> but you're still doing it for the wrong reasons and right true it's, it's dangerous territory yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, for me, it doesn't translate well. Whether filming or not, it's still the vibe, the connection is just kind of muddled and it's like weird, you know, it just gets kind of lost in translation. It's not fun anymore. It's, you know, you're right. somebody's whipping post or they're just, you feel like it's not giving them pleasure. It's alleviating some sort of stress or, mm. you know. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned they're called daddy. I don't know if it's a kink thing because I have a friend who's a couple years older, goes on Grinder and gets called daddy and he was, he was complaining about it. He hates it. I don't mind being called daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting old. Call me daddy. That's fine. It was cool when he was younger and was being called daddy because that just was more of like a, I guess like a boost, you know, like, you know, because if you're 25, you're not really a daddy so much. So it's kind of hot to be called that. But now in the 40s, it's like, wait a minute, am I really, I'm in the daddy role now? Like, no. Like my big story with that was nobody really called me daddy like in my 20s and then I feel like as soon as I turned 30 like I was already kind of getting self-conscious about that. Like that's when like 20 year olds started calling me daddy and I was just like okay this feels weird. Mm-hmm. It's like oh now I'm 30 like they, they, they can call me these kinds of things. <laughs> well okay it's interesting you mentioned 30 because thinking about it from a non-kinky perspective I like to be social but I'm not the most social butterfly. I'm not the most with it I could be very awkward and I was thinking about it the other day so in my 20s I was basically an awkward loser but in my 30s it's kind of caught up with me so at 20 it's awkward loser when you're like this at 30 you're just an old white man with no fucking rhythm basically (laughs) so getting older does have its perks you grow into your awkwardness that's a good conclusion (laughs) flip it back to Ian now what are your most dominant traits Hmm. I like to direct I like to be in control when I'm I would say that's my most dominant trait I like to, you're going to go over here, you do this, you do this. So that's probably, I like to be in control that way. So I'd say that's probably my most dominant is just wanting to be the director of everything. Because I'm not a, I'm not physical in the sense where I don't, you know, I do something, but I wouldn't say it's uh, anything physical. It's more just being the one who's in control of what's going on. He likes to initiate. So he'll kind of get the scenes rolling or make things happen. I feel like that's his, Mm -hmm. like, he's more dominant. I do like to initiate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably my most dominant trait is to be in control of what's going on. Just for the tapes, can we just note that Chris had a very big smile on his face that whole time? (laughs) You could see the glimmer in his eyes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He was very happy about all that. It's a good dynamic. It does, it works. It is a great dynamic you guys have. Thank you. So what do you like about dominance in other people then? Probably the same thing that I like in myself. Because if I give up that role, I want to know that I'm with somebody that's safe 
you know, that's going to direct and has a really good eye for things. Like when we work with other people who, you know, filmed us, if they have really good, uh, really good ideas and really good, um, like they know what they want and they're the dominant one. And I, again, get to let go because there's something it's freeing. It's cathartic to let go and let somebody else direct it. So seeing that in somebody else, because again, they don't have to be like super you know, like strong or tough or, you know, anything like that, but just being that more alpha, more in control of everything is what I would find a hot in somebody else. That's great. No, yeah, it's like it, it hasn't happened a lot, but like I hate being like tied up by guys when like I'm not very confident that they're like competent and like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like because I, I mean I feel like that's the closest thing to like experiencing quote unquote real bondage, right? It's like when you're tied up and like you don't feel safe. Like you feel like okay, I might, you know, it's like this person might not, I don't know, might make me butt my head or something on something or this person you know just might be reckless for like something like that and it's like you don't want to have to worry about those things when you're submitting like you want to be able to like just let go and like okay like i can just let myself be and i'm not going to get like hurt or be in danger or anything like that Mm -hmm. we do have rules with each other you know we do have boundaries that we try to abide by and one of them is you know especially for chris because he's the one who likes to get tied up more is not don't let yourself get tied up by somebody we don't know or somebody you know there has to be some sort of Either I would have to be there just because, you know, you can't trust everybody. And I think trust and I know Chris isn't the the fear aspect of it doesn't get him off as much. I know he likes the actual act of getting tied up. And, you know, there's the the fear is it pushes it a little bit. But um, I think that like you're not just going to meet somebody on Grindr who wants to tie you up and you're going to go to some undisclosed place and you're just going to be tied up and put in a cage. Like I personally am not okay with that because I know that, I you know, I don't trust everybody out there. And in the kink world, maybe because I'm just so much of an amateur, I'm a little more and I'm protective of him. I don't want something bad to happen to him. You know, yeah. so it's if you're going to get tied up, at least let me be there for it. Or if it's somebody you really know, not somebody you've talked to for like a month on messages and things like that, because I don't really think you can know somebody that way. If it's somebody, we, you know, you've met in a bar or something like that. And you've talked and you know this person, you know, other people that know this person, you've seen their work. Yeah. Like, then that's fine. But not not just a random stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Just having yeah. trust, though, is, is key. That's with anyone. There's times I've been in situations prior to Ian where I was like, like, oh crap, this is not, I'm actually like, something is not right. I don't want to be tied up here and that vulnerable with you. Maybe it's fine, but yeah. I've had a few situations that were kind of a little scary. So yeah, like, I mean, and the times that I'm talking about, like, I don't think the people were themselves were like malicious or out to like actually hurt me. I think there were just probably people who weren't very experienced or just like something clumsy about it. And yeah, like, so yeah, it's like, I don't want to put it out there that, you know, yeah like that i you know have played with anybody that was like legitimately like harmful or something but yeah it's like i mean because it's like you you know it's like once you play with like good quality kinksters like who know what they're doing who are careful who know how to check in with you who can kind of interpret whatever you know gag speak or whatever you you know kind of do to communicate with them and then you go with somebody who's like less experienced and doesn't know all of these things and could be a little clumsy and rough around the edges like you know the difference like yeah, yeah, and you 
want to be comfortable. It's trust, comfort, and just it's a more intimate relationship in a way when you're in a bondage situation, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And some guys, they can lose control too. You know, people can lose control. You see it in, even in the, like the leather clubs or sex clubs, men get turned up and sometimes they, you know, they get that look in their eye and you don't know what somebody's capable of sometimes. So it's playing in a safe way. Mm-hmm. I think it's always key. Yeah. And I think that's the most enjoyable, for me at least, that's the most enjoyable to know that everything is good. There's no, you know, you don't have to worry too much. You're not going to be just left somewhere or, you know, hurt in some way. For me, that does, yeah, I think for some people, there's an excitement to that that adds to the experience. But for me personally, no. Well, I'm glad you brought all that up because, yeah, we do try to preach that on the show. Safety is key. Safety is number one priority. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters over safety. And kitty cats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I mean, because this even reminds me of like a friend that I had who played with somebody who he was really into the idea of like, you know, kind of being stuffed in a in like a closet or something like that. And then like left, like, le- like legitimately left. And um, my friend was the one who was tying him up. And he was like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to actually leave you there. And he said what he did was he kind of pretended to leave. Like he just kind of, you know, stepped away, kind of opened the front door, closed it and then just kind of quietly like like hung back for a little bit and then it's good that he didn't leave because when he went to check it up on the friend like i think the guy was overheating or something like in the closet like because it was just enclosed you know it's a fucking closet there's no ventilation there's no like anything like that and yeah it's like and the guy i i I think he like lost consciousness for like a minute or something a second or something but then he immediately came to once my friend like opened the door and like kind of gave him air and everything like that and yeah and he was fine he was like totally into it but my friend was like see this is why i didn't want to fucking leave you like yeah yeah both parties need to be comfortable even the person who's being dominant if it's ever a scene where it's just pushing your boundaries where you don't want to go it's you know Mm -hmm. to know what those are yeah absolutely i don't know this might be a little easier to answer but so chris uh, what are your most submissive traits i think in general my personality is a little more of a submissive kind of like i'll take the back seat a lot more like i like other people to kind of make the decision and take control i can be a control freak also though but i think there's also in the bondage world for me like that damsel in distress kind of a image mm-hmm. is fun to play like that's just kind of attractive and in a lot of situations like if a guy steps in and helps you out or something it's just like oh thank you like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> so i think i'm just more like i i like another guy to just kind of take charge a little bit yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, what do you like most about submission and other people? Um, I think just the when someone's more submissive, I feel like there's just a lot of willingness too. Like if when I played an Amadam, like. I'll say this is the seat I want to do. And they're usually like, oh, that's awesome. Can you do this too? I saw you do this to someone else. And like that eagerness and willingness, it's like, oh, okay, now it's my turn to flip the scene and I'm in control. And you know, it's they're enjoying that as well. So it's kind of fun to just, you know, be the one calling the shots for a change sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like seeing somebody like willing to like submit. Like there's always just I don't know, something really fun about that. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's someone like, I think the first time I was more dominant with Ian, someone did like a custom video with us. And so that was the direction was I was going to take charge. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I did. I was like, oh, it was actually fun to, he's normally the one playing that role. And for me to turn the tables on him, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, you know, and there's a lot of scenes and stuff out there where it's the person who's been doing the capturing now gets captured and it's hard to see them get taken down. So Yeah. It comes to a trust thing too. Like you've put all your trust in him all these times. And now finally he's doing the same for you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sweet in a way. Yeah, it is. It's, very, it's an intimate moment mm-hmm. that you get to really give yourself, give up. Yeah. 
it's you know those trust falls that you learn how to do like you're definitely doing those trust falls with this with this individual and you can just there's nothing to fear mm-hmm. you know they've got you back your back yeah and i mean also like it, it's like the thing it, it's funny because i feel like okay i feel like in the the kink ecosystem i feel like there's more subs than doms but it's like i don't know it's like i feel like it's very rare when there's guys who have to like work at being a su- submissive like because i guess they're just so used to being a dom they're so used to being in control that to like give it up is like a process for them but then i love seeing like when they get to that point where they're they're comfortable being submissive because that's exactly how it was with my boyfriend because he was the dom he was just the dom the like when we first met and then i knew he wanted to switch but there was just something kind of keeping him from it and then i just liked when we kind of reached that point where he became more comfortable submitting to me and like and then now we kind of switch you know back and forth you know kind of regularly and it's like yeah like i like that we kind of reach that point because i mean i think it's also something that like he's not going to submit to just like anybody and i mean i think that's like very fair for a lot of people to do sure that's a good point yeah it is it, it, it brings you closer when you can switch and i feel like you also learn new qualities about yourself you didn't realize that you had if you're used to just always playing one type of role and that's your personality to step outside of that and yeah get different perspectives right it's a good thing mm-hmm. so ian what is your favorite gag my favorite gag has probably got to be the bandanas and a cleave gag i like the teeth I like to see the teeth. Okay. And again, it's just easier to manipulate. I like the fact that I can actually, you know, I can pull on, I can hold it, I can turn it. You know, I like all the different colors bandanas come in, so you can layer it up and just do different things. You know, so it's just a very simple, a simple cleave gag. I just think is super hot. <laughs> I feel like you like to coordinate the gags to your outfit. Like I do. You're gonna I do. Okay, I, I, I was just about to point that out because when he gagged both of us, like uh, Chris was wearing a purple shirt and so he got a, a purple bandana gag and then I was wearing a blue shirt and I got a blue bandana gag. Mm-hmm. That was it's not by accident. It's all on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my videos, if I'm wearing, yeah, if I have like red socks on, I'm going to probably use a red bandana or just something that color coordinates because, you know, you still have to make it <laughs> there's times where i'm like okay we need to just film this scene your your outfit is it's is good like i'm not wearing any i'm over here <laughs> so that's why you don't get a bed gag because you're wearing nothing yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> So using a single bandana, do you prefer it knotted or unknotted? No, I like it straight across. Again, because I also like being able to twist it. I like being able to hold it and twist it from behind. So it makes it hang on a little tighter. Okay. I don't know. There's something so, for me, there's something so hot about a knot, like the bandana bit, getting knotted in the middle and that part going in the mouth. Yeah. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Also with socks, when the two socks are taken together and knotted and that goes in the mouth, it just makes a really mm. hot looking gag. Like I think it's a lot more effective. It just... It looks really cool. Yeah, that's true. The sock gags are good. Yeah. For sure. Well, because uh, for cloth gags, I usually like using like flower sack towels. So like those, they're just plain white cloths. So they're usually pretty long but when you roll them up. Um, I mean, I really like those as unknotted cleave gags because I think they're just thick enough that you don't, that like you don't need the knot. I mean, of course you can do one if you want, but like you don't really need it, especially if you just do it like really tight and then it kind of like forces the mouth like kind of open, but it's it's like with that like i've learned like it's really difficult to like say anything understandable or to like raise your voice
voice or anything so it still is a pretty you know it is like a pretty good like decent gag and then all especially if it's tight enough like you can't like get out of it so yeah to go over that i like the look of the ball gags like the pre-made with the rubber ball and the buckle but sometimes it's hard to take off when you have lube on your hands it's just kind of more difficult to unbuckle somebody so christopher <laughs> yes <laughs> We all know what your favorite gag is. <laughs> so what is your second favorite gag? I also, we really haven't talked about this yet, but it's similar, but a glove gag I also find very hot. Like a glove tail, like that's a whole different offshoot of that. But if it's a, like a physical gag, I'd probably say a cloth with a cloth gag with what Matt was talking about. I think that looks really hot. That classic, like Hardy Boy, just yeah. cloth gag. And I like over the mouth. Yeah, you like it covered. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a security feeling. It's like the feeling of my lips being covered. So yeah. that would be my second favorite. <laughs> Okay, I can get beyond that. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I always say it, like, there's just something very aesthetically pleasing about a cloth being pressed against the lips. Like, even if it does nothing, like, to actually silence you, like, there's just something about the way that looks that's just really hot. It's up there with a strip of tape for things that you wish would be effective, but just aren't. Yeah. Mm. And then, yeah, and then this also reminds me of when we met, like, how we did different shoots, like, with my bare hands, with, like, my fingerless gloves, with my brain regular gloves like all of that yeah i thought that was i thought that was really hot and that was kind of the glove stuff is a little newer for me i always i never really got into the whole gum scene i wanted to see you know i like guys hands so but after that i was like oh i really like the way that that looked and the way it felt and there's so many different leathers and the smells so yeah Yeah. i find that also really really hot and also it's a little more effective sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah it's like um it's funny because i remember okay so when we met it was before iml because at iml I bought a, another pair of leather gloves and um, the friend that I was with, a uh, Kinkmate 13, like I just remember like, you know, he's what, a, you know, he's fine with, you know, with uh, Dom's wearing gloves and stuff like that. It's not something he, su- he really sought out before. But I remember when I got my new gloves and I put them on and then I just like put my hand over his mouth, like, like while we were like there at the market and I just saw his eyes like completely light up and he was like, okay, now I think I like that. Like, yeah, I love gloves. I love the way they look, especially leather the late late i like the sound of latex with the smell of leather but i like actually putting my hands on people so fingerless gloves I, are a good way for me because i i like touching yeah I'm, you know, very handsy <laughs> so the gloves just kind of get in the way they, i'll start with them sometimes i'll play with them but then they're coming off eventually because i just gotta get my hands on somebody yeah i remember you liking my fingerless gloves uh-huh okay so that about does it for uh this portion of our our conversation uh, with Chris and Ian, but we'll continue our conversation next week. So yeah, so we'd like to thank Chris and Ian for joining us. Thanks for having us, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so until next time, I'm Nat. And I'm Sammy. See you guys next week.